welcome to the Thrive Podcast. I'm Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. In this podcast, I'll share all we've learned about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. I'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. Hello, my friends. We're shaking. Besides your moneymaker. Yeah, anyway. (laughs) I am funny to myself. It is Tuesday afternoon in the glorious summer of Australia, and we are 10 days out from Valentine's Day. Who's pumped? Who's pumped? I am excited for it to be over. Yay! Anyway, no dread. Onwards and upwards. Um, yeah, so what's going on in this little bubble here? Well, we had small wedding this past weekend. I am getting myself distracted with lots of new ideas and good things. And I think what's even more exciting, though, is that I'm hearing from so many of you guys. So the exciting bit is, A, everybody's feeling very grateful for me sharing this information. So I love that. Capital L-O-V-E, love that. And thank you guys for just reaching out and saying, what up? Hi, all the things. And got some great ideas from you guys for new podcast episodes, Instagram lives, all the little, yeah, good questions. So I want to encourage you guys to keep, keep coming, keep coming at me with the questions because I can guarantee you, you're not the only one thinking about it. So this is very random. (laughs) But if you haven't seen what feels like the 8,000 emails coming at you around our new online course called Business Foundations, then you may or may not have seen that. But anyway, if you're listening to this podcast, first season of registration is probably closed, but we will be back in action. I'm thinking April. But Anyway, very much embracing this work in progress. Nothing is permanent. All forever changing, pivoting, iterating, insert fancy word, entrepreneurs use for change. So embracing that very much in our business and also hoping you guys can do a little bit in your business. And what was I going to say? I completely got sidetracked. Yes, I was going to say. If I have one piece of advice for you, it's raise your prices. <laughs> My father used to say to me, raise your prices until everyone in the world thinks that you're expensive, and then possibly think about stop, stopping raising them. That's not even complete grammatical English. But raise your prices. That's all I have to say. Did you know, in Australia, the General Retail Award, which is the award that oversees florists that work in a retail shop mandates that we give our staff a 3% raise the first full pay period in July. So for the sake of simplicity, let's say on the 1st of July, every single year, those girls get a 3% pay raise. How about you do the same thing for yourself? Now it's slightly tricky because you need to remember when you're getting inquiries for 2020 to have a price list that reflects that. But I swear, people, raise your prices. <laughs> Stop feeling bad and just raise your prices. Add 10%, add 15%, add 20%. I don't care. Just up them. Make them more. Um, here's a very valuable exercise to go through, though, is 
if you are working on a wedding or if you can make a quick trip to a market or a fruit and veg shop and spend a little bit of money on some product, play around a little bit with creating a bridal bouquet that you like the size and shape of. You may not 100% like all the flowers, the colors, the textures, that's fine. Say, most importantly, the size that you like, so that you know approximately how many stems of products that you've used, and price your bouquet based on that. Don't price your bouquet based on the fact that the lady who runs the flower shop down the street charges $127. Not your problem, not your life, not your business, not your monkeys, not your circus. Do that little exercise. Go out, get yourself some flowers, put them together and see if you like the size of it. Do your costing based on that and go from there. So that's my first diatribe about raising your prices. Let's do it. Add 10% to the next inquiry that you get. And if you haven't already done so, I will probably talk incessantly about this new program that we're launching. We've just done our first kind of soft launch of it in the last week. But in April, we are going full, all guns blazing on business foundations for florists. So that's exciting. Anyway, if you're keen on it, watch this space because I know we'll have lots of places talking about it and lots of opportunities to learn and jump on board. So those are all the good things I have to say about that. Ah, Let's take a deep breath. (sighs) Yes, indeed. The other thing I will ramble on to you for a second about is you may or may not have heard me talk about the fact that I get my groceries delivered I am not ashamed to say it because I've actually just come to realize I think there are three, I'm counting them, three key benefits. Sorry, that's me making noise. Three key benefits to getting your groceries delivered. One, it saves you time. And I hate, capital H, hate. Probably top of my list. Hate grocery shopping. So it's the thing I just don't enjoy doing, which is awesome. So I'm not going to do it. I'm going to pay somebody else to do it for me. And I pay Woolworths, which is a national chain in Australia of grocery store. I pay them $30 over a three-month period. So I literally pay them $10 a month. Free delivery included in that $10 a month to my house. As long as I spend $100. So I'm on a mission to get groceries delivered and sorted every five days. And three benefits. Number one, I hate grocery shopping. So I don't, then I don't have to do it. How exciting. Number two, kind of related but saves me time. So that's, I'm sure you could say the same thing. Anyway, it's a thing I don't like doing and it saves me time. The third thing, which I think is probably the most important, is we are so much better by sticking to a budget when you buy your groceries online. Because you can literally go in and say, show me everything I bought last time. Or show me everything I've ever purchased on this website. And then I just go in and add it in. And don't even care what's on special. Don't even care that M&M's are at the end of the aisle and I can get 15 bags for $4 because I would. So that's all very good. It's good for my waistline. It's good for my soul. And it's good for your bank. Anyway, that's what I have to say about that. Highly encourage you. 
to find ways to outsource the things that you hate in your life. For me, it's grocery shopping and cleaning the toilet. Have no shame, people. (laughs) Have no shame. Anyway, let's get on with the topic, shall we? Shall we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today, I thought I would share 10 tips for looking at, evaluating, adjusting, embracing, making up your website. I would have to say, I think your website is the single most important marketing and business tool you can have. Let me repeat that. Your website is the single most important marketing and business tool that you can have. It is more important than considering whether you should or should not have a shop. It is more important than whether you should or should not be working out of the studio from your house. It is more important than your Instagram feed. It is more important than the brochure that you think you want to get printed. It's more important than getting business cards done. It's the most important. Hands down, the most important. So I also know thinking about websites, building websites, the whole abyss of websites is very intimidating, it's very scary, it's very overwhelming, and it's very daunting. But I'm going to just share with you 10 very simple tips to think about when it comes to your website, and you need to also know you are very, very capable of doing this. You do not need to pay somebody $11 billion to build your website. You, my friend, are very capable of doing this because you, my friend, are a business owner. And business owners put their big girl pants on, sit down at the computer, possibly with an entire bottle of wine, spend hours and hours and hours and hours trying to sort this shit out. So do it. Just do it. This podcast is brought to you by Nike. So there will be a freebie, a freebie for you to download, or you can simply listen to this with a pen and paper and write down my little tips, or just sit back, relax, and absorb it. So if you go to Thrive Podcast backslash, ooh, what are we on? 11. Shit, people. That's a lot of hours of me talking. 11. Episode 11. So Thrive Podcast backslash 11, and you can either put in two ones, so one one, or you can type in 11, and then you'll be able to just add your email address in and download my top tips. And there are 10 tips, because who doesn't love 10 tips, top tips for your website? So whether you have a website, whether you're trying to think about what to do with your website, whether you're looking at creating a website for your very new business, all of these things apply, and they're all very useful. So one, keep it simple. So we have gone through quite a few iterations of our website. I think I sit down every January, get real excited for what the year is going to bring, and do a pretty substantial, substantial overhaul of the content on the website. And this January is a prime example of that. But one thing that I did this year was simplify, simplify, simplify. So if I have a place to start, it is keep it simple. I think you can get away with a website, if you're just doing weddings and events, a website that has three pages on it. You have a home page, which is the kind of main page of your website. You will have a page that talks uh, about us. 
And then you'll also have a page which you'll title Weddings and Events. On your homepage, you can keep it as simple as having one main feature image that is your most favoritist, 100% favoritist images of all your images, your most favorite. It is your most favorite image and make that the hero. And then on your page, it's called Wedding and Events. Add in your other images that you like, but just make sure your main love image is on the front page. On your Wedding and Events page, add in other images just to demonstrate a bit of the depth and breadth of your skill set. Don't feel that you need to have 800,000 images on there because the more images you have on your website, the longer it will take the pages to load, the less love Google will show you. So keep it simple. I remember when we first started, I felt like if we showed lots of images, it led to our credibility. It doesn't need to. It doesn't need to at all. Let your work speak for itself. If you don't have any images to start with, there's a couple ideas. One, see if you can find yourself either an up-and-coming photographer in your area or a wedding and events photographer who you could pay to take photos of your work. Not necessarily talking about doing a styled shoot, which in most cases, almost everybody on the day is just donating their time in return for partnership, exposure, relationship building, etc., etc. So there's definite value in it, but in this instance, save up your money and spend it on paying a photographer who knows how to take pictures of flowers and get them to pay, pay them to take pictures of your work. Yes, I have found that even though we have done hundreds and hundreds of weddings, the images that I am most in love with are from photographers that I know and love and trust, and they're also from experiences and workshops that I've gone to where there's been a photographer there dedicated to taking pictures of the flowers. So... Building your pictures for your website might mean that you need to pay a photographer to take pictures of your work. So that's a reality of it. And there is always, always the opportunity for you to experiment by taking pictures on your iPhone with a camera that you have, with a camera that your nephew has. I don't know. Just don't forget. There's a few other ways around it. So... I would absolutely spend the time and money, though, to land yourself in a space where your hero image is an image that you love. That you love. Yes. So, put your hero image on the homepage. On your wedding and events page, you can add more images that can be more about demonstrating the depth and breadth of the work that you do. Plus, I would also recommend you make a statement on your wedding and events page that talks about the location that you want to do your work in. So if you're somebody who's thinking about they want to become a destination florist, then say that, you know, worldwide, we'll travel. Um, If you want to focus on doing weddings and events in a very specific location, so let's say you're in Minnesota or let's say Chicago, you want to do weddings and events in Chicago. So be explicit around that. 
I would also see what you can do in terms of writing down what you think your style and aesthetic is all about. Even if, this is going to sound a bit weird, even if you don't think in your uber-critical review of your own work, that we all do, if you don't think you're exactly at that level yet, write down what you want your style to be. There's nothing wrong with being ambitious. So describe your style, describe where you want to do your weddings, and third, outline your approach and how you plan and work with your clients. I know that sounds really dictatorial, directive, must be a fancy word I can use. Anyway, it might sound a little bit too prescriptive, but let me tell you, brides and grooms, people getting married, have no idea. They have no idea what they're doing. And that presents a very good opportunity for us who are good at our jobs, we're experts in our field, and we're amazing florists and service providers. So take the opportunity to demonstrate your expertise and over-deliver in terms of service. If you are just starting out, pretend, 100% pretend, nobody needs to know that you haven't done a wedding on site. If you have the confidence to fake it till you make it, go friend, do it. Just go for it, embrace it. Pretend like you've done 127 weddings, you know exactly what you're going to do, and go out there, fucking smash it, smash it. So, what else am I going to say? That's So you've got your homepage, you've got your wedding and events page, and on your wedding and events page you can add more images, talk about where you do your work, talk about your work style aesthetic, and talk about your approach to working with brides. Do a little bit of research. Go to some of your favorite florists, check out what's on their website. Some of the ones that you guys love, you'll notice how simple they are. So simple. So, so simple. And the beauty in this exercise, guys, is you can go back and change it at any time that you want to. Mm-hmm. You can. You could set it all up today, and then next Tuesday you can sit down and change it all. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So don't, don't get too scared and overwhelmed by it, because just know you can go in there and change it. And the next time you go in there and change it, it's going to be 8,000 times easier than the first time that you do it. Yes? Got it. Anyway, that was step one. <laughs> Two is link in your Instagram. So this is the reason why you don't have to have 8,000 pictures on your website. On your homepage, and you could do it on all three pages of your website. Homepage, about us page, wedding and events page. Figure out a way to get your Instagram feed live, updated, and in there. Then, as you're updating your Instagram feed, your website is automatically getting new content on it. Shit, people. That is fucking genius. (laughs) Genius. That's what I have to say about that. So I'm going to skip ahead in my notes to also say we currently have our website hosted on WordPress. Part of the reason that that is the case is when I built the website five years ago, Shopify wasn't really a thing. Now Shopify is a thing. So if you want to sell things on your website look at Shopify. And or if you don't care about having any e-commerce or online transaction doodahs, I would recommend looking at Squarespace and Wix. And you might say to me, oh, but Kathleen, they cost $30 a month. Uh, Yeah, shut up. Guys, these are real expenses of running your business. $30 a month for a website is not a huge amount of money. 
because we pay almost that amount, a little bit less than that amount in hosting subscriptions to various plugins and customizable doodads and it's just, yeah, anyway, guys, it's a reality of running a business. So $30 a month is way cheaper than renting a studio on the high street of your little town, village, suburb that you live in. But it's as important, if not more important. So, suck it up. Put on your big girl pants. And budget so that you can spend $30 a month on your website. Um, I am going to do a little bit of work in investigating Squarespace and Wix because I think we're going to eventually change our website over to Squarespace, but I'll keep you posted on all that because I'm sure there'll be so much to share and learn and all the good things, but I have heard very good things from the people that I know that use Squarespace, so rock and roll. The other thing I'm also going to say is I think it is very important as a business owner, that you learn how to manage and update your own website. So, it is very possible. Somebody might have come to you and said, oh, I can build a website for you for $12,000, $5,000, $2,000. The only thing I would say is make sure they're building it in one of these readily accessible online platforms, such as Shopify, Squarespace, or Wix. It is totally fine to have somebody else build your website. Or you could probably, with a little bit of the Google, look online, find somebody who you could pay, I don't know, five, six hundred dollars, and they could set the thing up for you, implement a basic template, and then you can make yourself familiar with what is referred to as the back end. So the back end of a website sounds a bit dirty, doesn't need to be, <laughs> but the part where you go in and actually manage the content and can make direct changes to your website. So for us, we have a specific URL we go to. So it's littlebirdbloom.com.au backslash wp-admin. Then I log in and then I can go in and change the content on the pages, upload more images, create new pages, change your phone number. You can change all the things. So what you want is if you're feeling incredibly intimidated by this and you're saying, oh, Kathleen, I have to get somebody else to build my website for me, I will sigh and shake my head 10%, but I'll also say, okay, but you must also promise me, if that's what you're doing, you must promise me that you will take the time to sit down and figure out how your website works, where all the content little boxy doomahickeys sit, and guys, the way that they have made website pages these days is so user-friendly, it's scary so user-friendly like you will literally log into the back end and you will see boxes with words in them <laughs> and you will see boxes with pictures in them and it's like a coloring book but different but it's so easy so so easy so trust yourself have faith in your abilities and know that you can do it and if in doubt go to youtube because there are hundreds of millions of people out there willing to help and so 100 percent, i will say hand on heart scouts honor girl guides salute whatever you want to say, please, 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 please learn how to go into the back end of your website and make changes. Because the one thing I want you to do is embrace the fact that you can go in and update and make changes as often as you want. So do you remember like 15,000 hours ago when I was talking to myself and I said, hey, the next time you get a wedding inquiry, change your prices, add 10%, add 15%, add 100%. 
This is particularly true. If you have your price list on your website and it's Thursday morning and you wake up and decide you're going to increase your prices by 3%, then you need to be able to have access to your website and the content on your website so that it's easy for you to change your prices. That's what I have to say about that. So what have we said? Keep it simple. doesn't need to be complicated. Do it yourself. So look at Shopify, Squarespace, Wix, all these off-the-shelf packages make it really, really easy. And you need to budget for it. So there you go. Make sure your Instagram feed will link into your website. The next thing I will say, which is a very emotive thing, is what you're trying to do with your website in the first three to five seconds is create a feeling. What is it that you want your clients to feel when they land on your website? Somebody said to me a few weeks ago that it is very similar to somebody walking into your house. What do you want people to feel when they walk into your house? So what do you want people to feel when they land on your website? If you want to get lost on a little bit of an adventure or a journey, start Googling templates for the platform that you want to use. So for example, if you're getting into Squarespace, Google templates, Squarespace. So many beautiful things will pop up, guys. There are so many templates out there that other people have created that you're going to have to spend a teeny tiny bit of money on, but it can be yours. Makes the process so much easier because those templates create a certain feeling that you like. So in a very functional way, that feeling is created through pictures, color palette, typefaces, the fonts that you use, and possibly additional illustrations that you have. Oh, and I would also say your logo. So what is that? Five things. So that is color palette, typefaces, images, your logo, and if you choose to incorporate them, additional illustrations. So those are the five things that you can play around with. You would be surprised, particularly if you go into Squarespace and you change the color palette that you're using, you can go from a full spectrum of very minimalist, almost masculine to a much more kind of ethereal, feminine, delicate vibe just by changing a color palette and a typeface. So play around with it. And best bit is, don't forget, if you decide in a month's time that you want to change your color palette, do it. <laughs> do it. 100%. Up to you. Go in and change it. So another reason why I think you need to be in control of your own website. That's the thing. Anyway, remember, you're looking to create a feeling. The f what are we on? Number six. Nope, this is number five. There was this thing that happened a few years ago where people decided it was really cool to put sound on their website. I don't think you need it. You could, absolutely, if you have a video that shows somebody's wedding and it's beautiful, you absolutely could have that video on there. But I don't necessarily think people are wanting you to have the sound on and really loud from the minute that they land on your website. So that's not a thing. If anybody asks you, it's just not a thing. Just don't do it. Um, next thing, number six, your contact us feature. So in most websites, there is the ability to have what is called a contact page, contact form, probably contact form. I would put this obviously on your contact us page. Oh, gee, Kathleen, thanks for the advice. You're so smart. 
So that's one. Definitely put on your contact page. But I would make it very, very easy and intentional to put your contact information, including your email address, at both the top of your website and the bottom of your website. They don't need to be loud and gaudy and in your face, and they don't need to have a gold, what am I thinking, a fluorescent pink starburst next to it. doesn't need to be any of that. doesn't need to be a big pop-up that's in your face. Just make sure that people can find your email address real quick. And that if they click on your email address on your header or your footer, anywhere on your website, that it either automatically pops into their email service provider or it goes to kind of a bit of a contact us where they can just email you directly from the website. So there you go. Make your contact us a bit easy. Um, next one, images matter. So this also relates back to creating a feeling, but I would say be very intentional with the images that you choose on your website. It is 8,000 times better, and that's a technical measurement, 8,000 times better to have fewer high-quality professional images rather than 18 billion shit-ass images. Anything that's fuzzy, anything that's blurry, anything that was taken on a disposable camera, <laughs> unless they've increased the quality of them, is just not worth it. Have fewer, handpick fewer, select fewer high-quality images instead of thinking that it needs to be all about the volume. So, that's the thing. And now we're on to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Hey, I have 11 tips on here. That's pretty exciting. Bonus. So, number 8 is your About Us, About You, About Me page. People, this is an opportunity to sell and create a connection with your prospective bride. So two things I will say about this. One, demonstrate your expertise. Even if you have no formal floristry education or training and you're feeling like a total fraud, why do you want to play with flowers as a profession? What is it that's brought you into this industry? What is it, and do not second-guess yourself, what is it that you are so ambitious and driven about, a boot, that you are so driven by to be in this industry? What gets you up in the morning? What gets you excited? What gets you pumped about working on the next wedding event, order, whatever it is? What is it? And tell people. People want to know that you have a personality. People want to know that you have a passion. And people want to know that you're a person. My God, I could totally turn that into a thing. So, on your About You page, give a little bit of an introduction. For example, I could talk about the fact that I live in Australia. I'm originally from Canada, and I like to say a boot. Probably not the most charming and interesting thing to say, but that's kind of where I'm going, guys. Then the other thing is... It's an opportunity to demonstrate your expertise. The second thing is major opportunity to demonstrate your personality. What is it that you love that's a little bit weird? I love tea. I also love chocolate. I love my Lululemons. I am the person who has a shower in the morning and gets back into her yoga clothes. I love my busted Ugg boot. I love my dog. I love my weird cats. 
I love our house in the middle of a retirement village because it's so quiet and I'm surrounded by old people. Yay. Those are the things that I love. Love, 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 love. So what are the things that you love? Shout them out at me. Figure it out. Whatever it is. Doesn't matter. It could be sushi. It could be long walks on the beach, although it's a bit cheesy. It could be the name of your dog. It could be frogs. It could be sloths. It could be interpretive dance. It could be rhythm gymnastics. <laughs> it could be avocados. I don't know. Weird things. The weirder the better people, but what is it that you love? What is it that gives you persona? What is it that brings your personality out? Include some of those things on your About You page. And that's that lesson. Then we're going to get into three things that I know are going to scare you guys, but you are so capable of deciphering. One... This is not specifically on your website, but it's going to help with the Google machine. So get a Google listing. What you need to do is search, literally search the following terms. Google my business. Don't insert give the name of your business for my business. You're going to search these three words, Google my business. Then Google is going to walk you through step by step how to create a business listing for you, your business on the Google this is how businesses get listed on Google Maps. And guys, you want to be here. So it is so simple. So, so simple to do. And it helps with the Google search. So do that. Uh, SEO. This is probably the most terrifying three letters of the English language at this current time. But the beauty of doing things like Squarespace and Wix, Shopify, WordPress, all of the website platforms that I have ever heard a common person use make search engine optimization very straightforward and simple. The trickiest thing about search engine optimization is that you need to decide what your key search terms are. This means you need to commit scary commitment to a very short phrase or collection of words or two or three words that you want to appear at the top of the list of. So for us, we live in the Southern Highlands of Australia. That is the name of the region. There is a whole bunch of towns here that some people have heard of, most people haven't. Everybody has heard of the Southern Highlands of Australia. We are Southern Highlands wedding florist. We will appear at the top of the page. That is what we push for. That is what we optimize for. So I would highly recommend, if you're a wedding and events florist, change Southern Highlands to whatever the name of the area is that you're in, or the city, or the town, or the suburb, or the county, or the planet that you live on. And pick that and optimize your page to align with that search term. Every single one of Wix, Shopify, Squarespace, WordPress has a feature that walks you through step-by-step step to help you optimize your pages based on that search term. So spend the time figuring out what you want your search term to be, and then spend the time sorting through the search engine optimization tools and um, I think it is just tools, plugins, tools, tools on your website to make all that happen. If you are an uber geek, if you know an uber geek, or if you just want to listen to somebody who can take really complicated ideas and simplify them, I recommend searching for a dude named Neil Patel. N-E-I-L, last name Patel, P-A-T-E-L. He has 
some amazing YouTube videos that talk through the premise behind search engine optimization. I'm sure he also has some very handy tips, tricks, all the things. So he's a great resource. He's a dude who lives in America, a young man who knows how to take very complicated concepts and teach us lay folk how to do stuff. So that's that. The very last thing I will say is sign yourself up for a Google Analytics account. Everybody notice how Google's taking over the planet? Yes. Anyway, Google Analytics. What this will do is allow you to understand and evaluate and pay attention to the volume of traffic you're getting to your website. More importantly, though, it will show you how people are behaving when they're on your website. So are people on your homepage and then they're just going away? Do people get to your events and wedding page and spend 26 hours on there, which would be phenomenal. I don't know how much content you have on your wedding and events page, but that would be outstanding. I would assume it might even be a world record. But it's a very useful tool to help you understand how people are engaging with your website and the pages on your website and the content on your website. And I'm such an advocate for A, being in control of your website and B, having a website that you think represents you adequately because it is exactly the same, exactly the same as having a retail shop front. Except it's open 24 hours and you don't have to think about it and you don't have to pay high street rent. So you get all the bonuses and the credibility of being on the high street, of being in front of people's faces when they're looking for you without having to be there. You don't even have to have a shower. Your website shows up on the Google and you don't even need to turn the lights on. So this is why I'm such an advocate for having a website. And the people at Squarespace and the people at Wix have made it so easy that I reckon if you're committed and you had enough alcohol, you could build a website in a weekend. You'll probably do it in a 24-hour period if you're completely antisocial and uh, had enough food in the house and enough red wine. So these are all the things. Anyway, I was just going to say on Google Analytics, I was going to draw a little bit of a parallel to say Google Analytics provides for you what how people are actually engaging and reacting and paying attention to the content on your website. And it's a little bit like actually standing in a shop and watching when people walk in the door, do they turn left or do they turn right? Where are their eyes drawn? Do they say hi? Do they spin in a circle and turn around? Do they walk to the very end? Do a loop-de-loop? Do another loop? Run up the cereal aisle? Like how do they actually behave in the retail shop? Your Google Analytics is going to show you exactly how they're going to behave on your website. So because you're not sitting with the person when they're looking at your website, you have no idea kind of where they're being drawn to, where they're clicking to, where they're spending time, where they're deciding I don't want to be a part of this. So that is something to just take on board. It's also going to show you kind of what, um, what's the word I'm looking for, what devices people are using when they come to your website. So are they on their mobiles or are they on a desktop or are they on a tablet? It's also going to show you if they're using like Safari, Internet Explorer or Google Chrome. It's also going to show you where in the world that they're coming from. It's also going to show you how much time they're spending on your website. It's going to show you whether they're male or female. 
It's going to show you a lot of creepy statistics. When you realize that Google is collecting all this information, you might creep yourself out. But, oh well, I've embraced it. The world is going to know everything about me. And that's really sad because there's not much to know. <laughs> anyway, so top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Bonus, eleven tips. Top ten, top eleven tips for your website. So one, keep it simple. Two, make sure you can pull in a live feed, a live link from your Instagram. Three, make sure your contact us information, particularly your email address, is easy to find and easy to use. Ideally, somebody could click on it and they could send a quick message or they can automatically send you an email. Four, images matter. So be very selective. Curate your images very intentionally. Is that the wankiest phrase you've ever heard? But I tell you, use it in a sentence and you will love it. Curate your images very intentionally. Five, DIY. Guys, investigate the option of building your own website. And I understand if you have 2.4 kids, 1.2 dogs, and you're working your flower business as a side hustle, you may not have time. That's fair enough. I can't disagree with that statement. However, I would strongly encourage you, if you're going to pay somebody to kind of build your website, I'd strongly encourage you to get very familiar with how to use the back end of your website. When you're creating your website, don't forget that you're trying to create a feeling or a vibe, an overall essence. You can do that through different color palettes, typefaces, the images you use, your logo. What else was in here? Oh, and additional illustrations if you want to. Six, skip the automated sound track that may or may not come as I don't even know if anybody's doing this anymore, but just don't bother. Um, spend some time on your about you, about me, about us section. Demonstrate your expertise. Demonstrate your personality. Mm -hmm. Sign yourself up for a Google listing. So search Google My Business and fill in all that information to make that happen and you'll feel so legit. Uh, sort out the SEO. So if you're doing an off-the-shelf website from Squarespace, Wix, Shopify, or WordPress, they all have SEO plugins, step-by-step, step-by-step, step-by-step. Investigate and spend the time to figure out what your search term, where do you, which, when somebody searches for a specific term, what do you want that term to be so that you can appear at the top of the page? And then last but not least, sign up for Google Analytics so that you can understand how people are behaving with your website. Ah, that's what I have to say about that. Anyway, I hope that's helpful. As I said, if you want a printed copy of this shiznis, go to thrivepodcast backslash 11, 11, and it will be there. And if you're listening to this on an app, I will figure out if I can put the link in there. I know I can put the link in there. So the link will also be in the show notes. That's what the professionals say, isn't it? The link will be in the show notes um, so that you can download these top tips. Anyway, that was fun. I hope that was useful for you guys. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. And thank you so much for reaching out. I am so loving it. And hearing from where you guys are in the world. So far, we've had like Panama, Taiwan... Sweden, that was exciting. Spain, oh yeah. Hola. I don't know anything else other than hola. I do know that I really like Tempranillo wine, but that's actually from Argentina. Wow, that's embarrassing. Anyway, um, yes, 
So I love you guys. If you have any questions, shoot me a DM on the Instas or go to thrivepodcast.co and submit your idea. And don't forget too, I am now on the Instagram live on Thursday mornings, 9 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. If you are in another part of the world, that is 2 p.m. on Wednesday on the west coast of Canada and the U.S., it is 10 p.m., I'm sorry, to all of my ladies in the U.K., and I love you guys. I do hope you have an absolutely brilliantly wonderful, pretty day, and I will talk to you soon. Bye for now.